Two More Plants podcast, where we study how to eat more plants. I'm Kathy, your host, and today we'll be discussing spices and antioxidants. So exactly what are antioxidants and why do we eat them? And do spices have antioxidants? Well, Dr. Michael Greger explains it all in his article entitled Antioxidants. He says that in scientific circles, the phenomenon by which oxygen molecules grab stray electrons and then go crazy is called oxidative stress. This results in cellular damage, which may contribute to the aging process. Aging and disease have been thought of as an oxidation of the body. In fact, some people describe it as the body's rusting. Gregor gives you excellent examples of what happens when our body has oxidative stress. For instance, you know those brown age spots that older people get on the back of their hands? They're oxidized fat under the skin. Oxidative stress is thought to be why we get all the wrinkles and why we lose some of our memory and why our organ systems break down as we get older. Gregor also states that eating foods containing lots of antioxidants may slow down this oxidative process. For example, antioxidant-rich diets appear to protect against stroke, may help decrease artery stiffness, prevent blood clots from forming, and lower blood pressure and inflammation. And guess what? The good news is antioxidant-rich foods come from the plant kingdom. All those fruits and veggies that you eat, the beans and the whole grains, basically plants have lots of antioxidants to tamp down that oxidation. Whereas chicken, meat, fish, and other animals, animal foods, they're low in antioxidants. If you like, I put the link in the show notes for Dr. Greger's article so you can read it yourself. So today we're going to learn more about this subject with the help of two speakers that came, came to our Zoom recently. Debbie Zimmerman, she's a Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, Food for Life instructor, and a Chat and Chew volunteer, as well as Laura Goolsby. She's a registered dietitian who teaches RD students in the doctoral program at Kaiser University. So, Debbie will start our podcast. So, Debbie, do the experts like Dr. Greger say that spices will help us with antioxidants to reduce oxidative stress? This is well documented. The Alzheimer's solution, Dean and Aisha Shares Eyes, the, the um, Dr. Dean and Aisha Shares Eye, the doctors, are telling us how spices help with the small veins, the vessels in our brain. So it's very important to eat those spices. In the uh, Dr. Funk's book, The Breast, uh, she talks about how beneficial they are for combating cancer. Body on Fire, Dr. 
Agarwal, who's going to be with us next month. She talks, uh, she has a whole chapter on spices. It's fabulous. Uh, Dr. Gregor and How Not to Die. We don't want to die of the things that we have control over. He talks about how important spices are. And I'll be going into a little bit more of that a little bit later. But then this wonderful encyclopedia on herbs and spices. This is fabulous. And it really goes into a lot of details on the benefits, the, um, not only the flavor enhancement, but the, the medical, the medicinal purposes of herbs and spices. So anyway, that's just a taste of what y'all are gonna be hearing in just a few minutes. Debbie uses spices in her cooking. And one way is with spice blends. She's put together a booklet of some of these recipes which might be something you'll want to investigate to try as well. You can find the link in the show notes. Okay, Debbie, tell us about your spice blends. Yes, I do have some great spices, some spice blends. And the reason why I included these recipes in this booklet is because I get tired of spending a lot of money on spices. If you buy this small apple pie spice, apple pie spice, that kind of um, rings a bell there. But if you buy this at the store, you may be paying four or $5 for this 1.12 ounces of, of um, seasoning. And, uh, and it goes quite quickly. So I have a tendency to make my own spices and of course you have to buy the larger containers, but when you buy the larger containers, you are saving a whole lot of money. I mean, a whole lot. So I, this is my apple pie spice and I kind of make it a little bit different and I will be telling you about it, but I put this in my oatmeal every day and basically a half a teaspoon every day, but I have it right there ready to go. And then another one, and you don't have the recipe for this, but this is what I call my joint health or my arthritis medicine. Um, if I was um, Granny Clampett, I would call it my rheumatism medicine because it helps with those aches and pains. But this is um, half of it is ginger and half of it is turmeric. And then I put freshly ground pepper in it, the pepperine activates the turmeric, makes it 2000 times more active with the pepperine than just plain turmeric. So I put a heaping teaspoon, and I mean a heaping teaspoon uh, in my oatmeal every day. So these spice blends. So I have five recipes, <clears throat> excuse me, five recipes for y'all. The very first one is pumpkin pie spice. And it starts with cinnamon. It goes to nutmeg, ginger, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, ginger. And we know ginger is really an anti-inflammatory. It helps with the inflammation. And that's why it's so good in the, in the um, joint health, the, um, what did I call it? The rheumatism medicine. Anyway, so the ginger has some great properties. And then I, um, in that is clove. Now, Dr. 
Gregor talks about clove being the most antioxidant-packed common spice. And it's packed full of flavor. A lot of people do not like clove because it has such a strong flavor. So I really recommend that you try it just a little bit and keep trying to add to it. And you can put clove in anything that has cinnamon, anything that has nutmeg in it, or anything that has ginger. Clove will blend with it, but it's going to be a pungent taste, okay? But that is your pumpkin pie spice. And by the way, last year I was able to make up several of these spices and I jarred them and I gave them out as presents for Christmas. So Christmas is coming. If it's something that you enjoy, um, you know, you can talk to your friends about how powerful these spices are. They're all natural. You know what's going into them. And they are really healing, but they also add so much flavor that it is tremendous to um, have um, them available to us. You know, they are readily available at the grocery store. If they're not at the grocery store, you can buy them online or buy them on Amazon. And they're inexpensive, um, relatively inexpensive. We'll say that. So then the next recipe is going to be your apple pie spice. And I will tell you, I take this recipe and I add clove to it because I want that more bang for my buck. I only use a little bit because it is very pungent. But the apple pie spice recipe has cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice, ginger. And of course, I add just a little bit of the clove to that. You don't have to. Um, your regular apple pie spice is what I have provided there. So the next one, we actually, yesterday in our practice, we had a, a conversation on how do you pronounce this? So garam masala. So, and I may be botching that up, but um, that's close. So this one has your cumin in it. It has coriander. Of course, this is an Indian recipe. And so um, cumin, coriander, cardamom. And if you haven't had coriander and cardamom, they also have a very powerful taste to them also. So be careful when you're adding to a recipe, make sure you don't overdo it because it may be something you're going to not like as much. The very first time I tried this, I really was put off and I thought to myself, if I had only used half of it, I would have been much better off than putting so much and really having to um, tippy toe through this recipe. So it also has black pepper, cinnamon, clove and nutmeg. So that is a really great recipe also, but once again, it's strong. So I just recommend you trying maybe half of it to begin with and then add to it, because it's easier to add than to try to take away. Now, one recipe that Kathy really enjoys is the Chinese Five Spice Blend. And this one has anise seed in it. It has fennel seed, cinnamon, whole cloves, and peppercorns. Now, you're going to have to put this in a bowl, or you're going to use a um, 
a um, coffee grinder and really blend this up to get it nice and fine. And then what you may want to do is add it to a, um, a very fine sieve, or you can use a um, flour sifter and sift it through so it blends nicely, okay? Because if you're grinding all of these things up and then adding them together, chances are you'll have some that may be heavier than others. So by putting it in a sieve or a strainer, it's going to be easier for you to do. Okay, so that's your Chinese five speed or five spice blend. And then the next one, I had to throw in something Creole because I'm from New Orleans and Creole spices are my thing. So this Creole blend is very, very good. I'm usually... Creole has a lot of salt to it. Uh, this one, I do not have salt. I use Mrs. Dash instead. And uh, so this has oregano leaves. It has salt. And again, I use the Mrs. Dash. It also has white pepper, red pepper, which is cayenne pepper. And, and everybody knows that cayenne pepper goes um, with New Orleans. Um, it also has sweet paprika black pepper, thyme leaves, basil leaves, and then whole bay leaves. Now you want to put this in your food processor or in a blender and you want to blend it until it's pulverized because you want to make sure those bay leaves are finely ground. And uh, you can consume them um, but you want, once again, you want to make sure that they're finely ground and you know that bay leaves can be very tough. And um, by pulverizing them, you will be able to cook them down without any issue. Debbie told us about cloves and Dr. Greger's research on that spice. Well, we have Laura Goolsky from Kaiser University, the registered dietitian, with more information for us on cinnamon and the health benefits of eating this spice. Cinnamon can help um, with glucose control. So whether you are uh, worried about diabetes happening later in your life because you have a family history of it, or whether you are diabetic now and would like to decrease your medication, um, certainly eating some cinnamon every day can help with that. Um, typically, we think of cinnamon in a um, in a sweet dish, but really you can use it in a lot of uh, recipes. You know we you know, you just heard about Indian cooking and other in African cooking, Mediterranean cooking. Um, but, you know, certainly we, we add cinnamon to our tomato sauce also. Um, you know, it adds a different kind of flavor to your, your tomato sauce, depending upon how much you use, but that's an easy way to do something that maybe you're, you're already eating, um, adding that to your, uh, to your tomato sauces and things. And, like garlic, it does have a topical um, use too. It can be used as a mosquito repellent, interestingly enough, if you use cinnamon, um, you know, for that purpose. So, I mean, you know, we don't like to use chemicals on our skin if we can. Um, certainly mosquito repellents in order to be effective seem to be pretty um, hard on our skin. So cinnamon may help with that, um, but anyway, Eat your cinnamon, and um, a lot of people recommend a teaspoon a day. So, and you can have that in your daily 
um, your daily recipes probably pretty easily. One question we often hear is what type of cinnamon is the best? Well, Dr. Greger states in one of his articles that Salon's cinnamon is the one that we want. Check out the show notes to read why he recommends Salon over cashew cinnamon, which is the more common type you find in stores. Our group told us that cumin is another one of their favorites. Well, here's another type of cumin you might like to add to your diet. This is black cumin, and I bet some of you have heard Dr. Greger talk about it. And um, that's I put it in my pepper shaker after watching his video. And I think, Vicki, you're going to put the link up for that. And, yeah. and it does have some wonderful um, benefits. It's supposed to lower cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar. Um, triglycerides. Those results sound good, don't they? But there's one other way black cumin affects the body. Dr. Greger says it can decrease your appetite and can result in weight loss. Wow! Well, there's plenty of reasons to think about adding black cumin to a pepper grinder to grind up those seeds and enjoy the benefits. We have one more tip from Laura on supplements for antioxidants. Let's take a listen. It is important to remember as we go through all of these things today, though, that eating them, eating all of these substances is a great way to get this, these properties, these healthful properties of these phytochemicals into our bodies. And it can be tempting to go to the health food store and see some of the supplements that are there. And while that can be okay too, just remember that with any um, chemical that is in a plant, even though it's plant-based, if we have too much of it, it can cause some harmful toxic side effects. So in general, I know that um, Brenda Davis, who is a plant-based dietitian, and you'll see some of her um, information in the cookbook that Debbie shared with all of us. Um, she, she has a good rule of thumb that if you're going to go for supplements, um, large amounts can have these adverse effects. So try not to have more than five grams of any of these supplements um, if you choose that way. But as always, the best way to go about getting these healthful properties, chemical properties, is to eat them. So whether it's those beautiful greens that Dr. Esselstyn tells us to eat or using spices to make our food yummy, we want to eat more plants. Thanks for joining us for the Spices and Antioxidants podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes below for the resources mentioned. Also, if you want to learn more about spices and sauces, watch the YouTube version of this podcast at the link below. And don't forget, subscribe to our channel and eat more plants.